This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Retire your overplayed playlists. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Time. Okay, just as like a backup. Let me turn my phone on silent. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, I'm back. I took a little bit of like a mental health hiatus, um, as you know. Um, And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has reached out over the last, I think it's been like two weeks. I don't know. Life has kind of been a little bit of a blur. Um, I will get into that. Uh, but yeah, I just want to first say thank you to everybody, everybody that, you know, was messaging me like, where's the new episode? Like, am I crazy? Is my Apple or Spotify like not loading? Like what's going on? And I'm like, guys, I was in the trenches mentally. Like it's weird. So let me talk about what's been going on in my life the last, I don't know, two or three weeks. Um, it feels good though to be back on the mic. I gotta say it feels good to be chit-chatting it feels good to have barb in the back just ruining everything um so the last time I spoke to you guys I don't even know what what did I talk about I truly like the month of May and I've been seeing this a lot on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram um like no one remembers the month of May Like, the month of May didn't exist to me. It was like a blur. I don't recall what had happened. All I know is the month of April was a fucking shit show for me. I got COVID. It was bad. Like, and then May was just like, it didn't exist. Um, But so, I have been dealing with, like, this weird juxtaposition in my mental health as of late, whereas, like, I find myself really struggling, but then also in like my love life, like I couldn't be better. So it's like, I kind of am like, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's kind of crazy. So let me fill you guys in. Um, 
my friend Jamie got married in May. Congrats to Mitch and Jamie. Beautiful wedding up in up north Michigan. If you guys don't know what up north is, apparently this is not a thing everyone says. It's really just us. Um, it's just north. It's just northern Michigan. Um, so I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and I met her now husband's brother. So I met, I'll just, yeah, I don't want to like say his name because I don't want people to be weird, but, um, we had originally met in August at her engagement party and like we talked and like, it was like, you know, we got along really well, but like I was just literally to quote Bethany Frankel, the store was closed. I, I literally didn't go on a single date from the months of July to maybe January. I just was not doing it. I was like, this is not it for me. I think, no, I did go on like one or two dates in like November, I want to say, but it like didn't, I, it wasn't it. I, I was just emotionally, mentally just like, I need to just focus on me. And I fucking hate that how cheesy that sounds. Cause it's like, everyone's like, I focus on myself. It's like, no, like I really just was, I don't even know if I was focusing on myself. I just like, wasn't focused on dudes. I was just like, not down. I didn't want to do it. I, so I didn't really think anything of it. I thought he was like super nice and everything like that. So whatever. We met a couple times again, like over the course of the last like seven months because of like wedding stuff, just hanging out, like football game, watching, <laughs> like, I don't know. But like nothing really ever came of it because like I said, I just like wasn't, wasn't down for anything with anyone. And then I saw him at her bridal shower, which was like, sometime in May. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, he's looking really good. So I texted her and I told her that. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm going to text him and tell him that you said that. And I was like, Oh my God. So she texted him and told him that she said that. And he asked for my number. And then we started texting and then the wedding happened. And we like talked a lot at the rehearsal dinner not so much at the wedding because it was just like I personally was just like overwhelmed there was like so much going on like it was just crazy it was a crazy day I was literally up at 7 30 getting hair and makeup which oopsie my bad Jamie if you're listening um I ran a little late that morning because I was taking a soak in the tub and I was fully just like relaxing I didn't know that there was a schedule I didn't I knew that there was like a schedule I didn't know that I was like first in line to get makeup whatever it doesn't matter so sorry about that girl but it all worked out everybody you know everything was good um so yeah we didn't really talk much then but then he ended up dog sitting for Jamie and her husband um well they were on their honeymoon which was like right after and so then we like we kept texting and he was like, oh, like you want to come over for dinner? Like you can bring Ruby because Ruby and her dog Mumford are like in love, madly in love. They're literally the two biggest idiots on the planet. Like watching them, there's not a single fucking thought behind their eyes. Both of them. Like I it's so funny. And then they have another dog, Charlie, who's just like the sweetest thing ever. And she's just like, you guys are so embarrassing. Like, seriously, get a fucking grip. So 
him and I hung out and like we've literally been inseparable ever since I've truly can say without a shadow of a doubt that I have like really strong feelings for this person and I'm fully aware that it's been like three weeks so I know that that sounds crazy but I kind of don't give a fuck and I'm just like so happy and I've just been kind of just enjoying that and like it was kind of nice because we were on like this little like staycation together well like Mitch and Jamie, well Mitch and Jamie were away on their honeymoon like it, you know we just hung out with the dogs and it was just nice and yeah I mean I've just it's just been lovely and like all of my friends and my mom are like I've literally never seen you like this ever with anyone and I'm like I know because normally I'm someone that like over I mean this shouldn't come as a shock to anybody but I'm someone that like really overthinks everything. So like the moment I usually start to like someone is the moment it's over. It's fucking over because I start being like worried about stuff, paranoid. Do they like me? Is this going on? Like the anxiety goes through the fucking roof. I it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> but with this, it's like I don't feel that. I just I know and like he met my one of my best friends Paige and she gave him like her stamp of approval like you know it was like super it's just been like seriously so amazing and he's been so supportive of me and you know it's just been amazing and then he's like super sweet and he I mean I don't know I don't want to like rant about it too much on this podcast because it's like shut the fuck up but yeah, things are really good. So that's been super weird because I've like in that aspect of my life, like I've been so happy. But then when it comes to like the Bravo aspect of my life, it's been like I've been exhausted. Like I've just been so fucking drained. And now I'm starting to feel alive again. I don't know if it's because Beyonce announced like that her album is coming out at the end of July. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on but I feel good like I feel like I woke up today with a fucking pep in my step and I am back like I'm fucking back baby like buckle up she's back she's ready to terrorize the streets with my takes I think and a lot of people were messaging me because they were like I can tell you're not posting as much I can tell this blah 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 and it's like I was just kind of in my own like trying to just take a step back and like regroup and like remember why I love Bravo and why I love pop culture and celebrity news and entertainment. Like I just I'm fucking rambling. But that's this is just what you're going to get today. You're going to get raw fucking unhinged rambles. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just needed to kind of reset. And so what I did was obviously took some time to not really post like not really engage with like the news like I was so fucking exhausted by the Rena Kathy Hilton Patrick person bullshit I was like this is such a fucking joke I, I like I when things get like that I have to take a complete like I check out I'm like this is so fucking ridiculous and so stupid and it gets everyone in a fucking tizzy and no 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 not about it because it's not legit like there's no substance to that like I enjoy 
like a little bit of Twitter back and forth, you know, with a housewife or like a little bit of shade here and there. But like the fucking constant, it's constantly coming from Rena. So I needed to be like, okay, this is my time to just sit back, just shut the fuck up, not engage in this because this is nuts. So what I did is I went back and I started rewatching old episodes of Real Houses of New York City. I'm talking season two. I'm talking season three because that's just like the sweet spot for me. New York, Real Houses of New York is like my mothership. That is like where I live and breathe. Like when I am overwhelmed by Bravo or life or whatever, like that is, I find my way home and I find my way back to the Van Kempen's shitty Hamptons rental. And I am in the Babylonian pool with Simon going, I'm feeling the heat. Like that's where I live and breathe just grounds me it grounds me speaking of grounds let's talk about someone named ryan culberson you guys are probably wondering how the fuck i got there mentally how where's the train of thought let me tell you so he has blocked me so i'm not aware like i don't see him come up on like my instagram ever um but people are letting me know people are in my dms and they're letting me know what the fuck is going on in the Culberson house? And no one... Okay. Ryan and Brianna, obviously Vicky Gumbelson's daughter, the voice of reason at one point. And in, in the Bravo Cinematic Universe, she was the voice of reason. She was cussing her mom out on TV respectfully. She was, you know, casting doubt on her mother's questionable relationship. And really was the... The one being like, yeah, he's fucking lying about cancer. I'm a nurse. Well, let me tell you something, a little Brianna, a little Bri Bri. Something's going on in that house because they were full-blown keto, which is like that diet people do that makes literally no sense. If it works for you, amazing. Kudos. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you can eat a block of cream cheese and lose 25 pounds. Maybe I need to know. Fill me in. If you got tips and tricks, please tell me. I just kidding. I can't do a diet. That's whew, that will send me over the fucking edge. But so they were like keto. They had like a whole Instagram called like Keto Culbersons, Keto Culbersons, and they were eating peppers with cream cheese and fucking bacon bits and I don't know what else. But somehow they were on a fitness journey. They looked great. It was like a little much for me. Anybody that gets like too deep in like a diet. I don't know. Something's up. Um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so um, now they've since deleted that account. And now Ryan is full-blown Liver King vibes. If you don't know who the Liver King is, I highly – actually, please don't. Actually, don't look. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save your mental health. Do not go look at who Liver King is. But I'll quickly just tell you a little tidbit. Liver King is this insane, insane man that lives like a caveman. He like eats like raw meat and he like never wears a shirt and he's like lifting like wheelbarrows and he's out of his fucking mind. And Ryan is on the path. Ryan is on the path to the Liver King. He is not wearing any shoes, which is how the train of thought from grounding got to him because that's what he's doing. And I am a full blown believer in like 
doing that if that works for you. Getting one with the earth, no shoes, stand on the grass, let the sunshine on your face, let it breathe, you know, feel the air. I'm all about it. If that works for you, amazing. But this man is taking like animal testicle supplements, walking with a walking stick in the woods, eating like crazy things. And he's talking. His voice is insane. He's always had a little Southern twang, but now he's like really got a deep like Southern like voice. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? He is like, I mean, I'm going to say, where was he January 6th? Um, we got to look into that. And then I, you know, I'm just like, where's Brianna? Where's Brie and all this? What's she up to? She's a nurse. I guess people are telling you she's full blown into this too. Full, you know, they're feeding their baby like raw liver, raw food, like raw meat. I don't know what is going on at the Culberson's house, but you best know that I will be keeping an eye. I will be keeping a sharp eye on that house because, and you know what? I will be keeping a sharp eye through whatever you guys send me or screenshot because I cannot find it because I am blocked. So I want to pivot away from the Culbersons and I want to talk about the Kardashians. So the Kardashian finale just came out I've been really balls deep in the new, the new uh, show, the new quote-unquote docu-series is what they're calling it. Guys, they've got, it. they've got this recipe down. These bitches, they got us good. They get us so good. They've been around since 2007, and they still got me. They still have me in their grip. These girls... I mean, Kris Jenner is just a fucking mastermind. I don't give a fuck what you say. Everyone's like, oh, well, they had money before. I'm sorry, but to have the money that they had, which granted, they did have a good, they had a pretty, you know, they had some coins. To take that and become like a household billionaire name over the course of, and stay relevant for this long is not easy. That takes work. I don't give a fuck what you say. And you know what's funny is everyone in the industry that meets the Kardashians have nothing but lovely things to say about them. They're always like, they're the nicest girls. They're the most professional girls. Kim shows up on time, is nice to everyone. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I love that. And I I mean, I'm going to rant a little bit about this because it really irritates me. I get how people don't like them. I get that they do problematic things. But that doesn't mean that they're bad people. I think everyone has, you know, JLo's documentary came out and she said it best. She was like, everyone has their faults and the their, po- I mean, this is paraphrasing hardcore, but everyone has their things and that just makes them a human being. It doesn't make them a bad person or a good person. It just makes them a person. And we just need to accept that. Like Beyonce, or Beyonce, excuse me. Beyonce is not one that has flaws. Let's, she's, She's the exception. Um, but so the finale came out and this is where we get to the Tristan stuff. And I know that I've been those people that have been like, Chloe, 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 what the fuck are you doing? You're letting this man make you out to be a fucking idiot. And I feel bad because it's like Chloe was my favorite Kardashian. She was. 
her and Lammy? Are you kidding? With that, remember their unisex perfume and their like cute little intro to their reality show with the basketball? I've been a huge fan of Chloe forever, and I felt we might have lost her. But then I really sat back while I was watching this finale, and I was like, this girl's gone through it. She's gone through it a lot, like very publicly, and I think she gets taken advantage of because she seems to be the one with the biggest heart, is what they all say, and I agree. And what really struck me, and something I honestly didn't think about with the news, when this news about Tristan and this and his trainer, how she's having his baby, when this news came out, wrecked my world. But I didn't for a second think that Chloe wasn't, maybe she didn't know. I didn't know what Chloe knew. I didn't know anything. So to watch this, and it really made me realize, like, what a fucking psycho he is. Because it's like, not only did he just have sex with this girl at one point and not tell Chloe after she threw him his 30th birthday. He then hired lawyers, gave depositions like he knew that this was happening and all the while was like being with Chloe and like wanting their relationship to work. That's fucking scary that people can do that. It's scary to me that someone can like go through all of that at the same and not say a word to anybody, like not say a word to his friends his family his but no one he never once said to chloe like hey i hooked up with this girl i think she's pregnant this is what's going on she literally had to find out through kim at 7 30 in the morning while filming god bless those cameras gotta say but that's just like devastating that's so fucking it's scary like how do you trust someone again and i'm glad that chloe is not taking this as like well what did I do like this is like a full-blown realization like this man is just not a good person he's not a good guy as I just said everyone has flaws whatever I you know (laughs) my opinions change like the fucking breeze over here it's like the wind blows and I'm feeling something new I you just never know what you're gonna get I'm a mess I'm a rambling mess today I just feel good to be like it feels I've had a lot of coffee too I just feel like good to be back like in the seat like with the mic like just my little notepad and my pen like I'm feeling good so I feel for Chloe and what I'm deeply deeply obsessed with is that Kim is like speaking in in code about Kanye throughout this entire series the first season She is like looking basically at the camera and is like read between the fucking lines what I'm telling you. And that really was apparent to me when she came to Chloe's house to like check on her to make sure like, girl, like you don't have to be strong. Like if you're sad, just tell me like I'll be here for you. But she said something that I actually related to. I never thought I'd relate to Kim ever (laughs) is she said she was like, I wish someone came to me when I was going through my stuff with Kanye and was like told me how they felt and I was like I have been I have felt that before like I have dated fucking asshole idiots and I wish like I would have been more open with my friends or my family and I wish that they would have like pulled me out of it and I get that like maybe if they would have tried like I would have basically told them to fuck off but I don't know like so it's kind of interesting to watch her 
kind of lightly touch on the Kanye stuff because she's like, I was just a really good wife. Like he did some crazy shit and I stuck by him. But behind the scenes, she's like, no one knows the fucking half of it. And I was like, that's so true. And I don't know why I, I don't know what I thought. I kind of didn't think, if I'm being honest. I was just kind of taking it as it came. I was like, Kanye is going crazy again. I never really processed like, oh, Kim pro- Kim has to deal. Because as she is 100% right, she never spoke about it. I think she said like two or three things one time about like his struggles with mental health and like having empathy and compassion, et cetera, et cetera. But that's it. I don't know. Like it just really, I've been really enjoying Kim on this. She feels so light to me. And so like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm, she's done. Kim is done with the bullshit. She's done with like protecting everybody and being made to look like, you know, Oh, Kim is doing this. Kim, Kim is like over it. Kim literally looked at the cameras and she says, I have screenshots of everything. And I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So you know what I did after she said that? I immediately ran to the Google and I discovered what her astrological chart is. So she's obviously Libra. But then I believe her ascendant, which is her rising, is a Sagittarius and her moon is a Pisces. So take that what you will. Um, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. I cannot stand her. I love to look at her. I think she is one of the most beautiful women on this earth. Okay. Uh, But she is the biggest fucking pick me girl I have ever seen. She is constantly like she's the girl that's like, I don't watch TV. I read books. I love sports. I just like don't. I just like love to play video games. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Or like the girls that are like, you wear a lot of makeup. Like, I don't really like like to wear that much makeup. I just, you know, it's just not for me. But like, if it works for you, like, that's great. It's like, you're a fucking bitch. Her in this hyperbolic chamber, she like zips out of it, like with her little Evian. I I was just like, I can't. Because she was like, I don't know why. Like, I'm so, this is actually what she said. I'm dead ass. She was like, I don't know. I just like really care about my body and like my health. So crazy. What? Shut up. You're a fucking supermodel. Of course you care about your fucking body. Are you like, hello? She just like, and it's the way she says these things. If she just came out and was like, I, you know, I love being healthy. I love to like eat right. I'd be like, yes, girl, go off. Do your thing. But it's the whole like, I'm so crazy. Like I'm so different. I'm so different. I'm just a unique girl. Like, no one's like me. It's like, what? What? Ugh. That hyperbolic chamber reminded me of that Justin Bieber, like, docuseries that he did on YouTube. Um, Thoughts and prayers for J-Biebs right now with his virus, with his face. It's paralyzed. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the Bieber household. Because Haley had a stroke or something like a couple months ago. Justin's got this face situation. I don't know if they live on like a fucking landfill or by like a chemical plant. I don't know what's going on. It's we got to get Aaron Brockovich on the case. Something is happening. 
and I will I ride hard for Haley <laughs> I don't know what it is about her I'm a I mean I listen she's got like so many followers I act like I'm the only one maybe I'm a pick me for Haley I don't know I'm like I don't know why anyone likes her I love her this skincare line she's got the marketing down fucking pat by the way because she knew to go to the skincare TikTok influencers and like get their opinions, get their thoughts and was like, when, if you do this, I listen, I, this is just coming off the top of my head here. She was probably like, if you help me with this, I will promote you and bing, bang, boom. Amazing. I think it's an affordable line, I guess. Uh, I, I'm excited about it. I, she's been fucking talking about it forever um, because she has truly the best skin. And I understand people are like, well, she's rich. She has laser. She has this. Can we just like enjoy something? Can I just have this? Can I just love Haley without everyone up my ass? They're like, she's an nepotism baby. I don't care. I don't care. I love her. I think she's stunning, gorgeous, beautiful. And I would really like it if everyone would shut up about Selena. I don't want to hear about it. I hate that people like if you bring up Haley, they're like, well, Selena and Bieber. It's like they dated 10 years ago. Everyone needs to shut up. Selena is amazing. She has her amazing beauty line, Rare Beauty. I, you guys, the lip glosses at Rare Beauty are delicious. The cream blushes, I'm sure you've seen all over social media, truly amazing you can tell that she really put her heart and soul into that and I think we can love Haley for putting her heart and soul into skincare we got two beauty queens so that's all I'm gonna say about that I don't know what the fuck I've said today I don't know what's going on I am guys I'm giddy with excitement just to be back so let's talk about housewives enough with that shit um let's talk about housewives there's a lot going on lot going on Uh, here is my I've really had some time to think I've had some time to think about the um what maybe my disconnect has been with Bravo I kind of talked about at the beginning of this episode where I was like the social media stuff like the wars like the the this and the that the hiring of this person the fire I don't know oh my god my nose um it's just been like too much then I really sat back and thought what's my issue here and I think we got to change up the formula or something we do we got to do something we got to change something because it's starting to feel a little stale to me like I kind of know what we're getting into no matter which franchise it is I'm like oh then they're gonna go on a trip and then they're gonna have a dinner and then they're gonna sit down and they're gonna do this and then this person's gonna fight with that person and this person's I want we kind of need to do sorry I'm a trailblazer but we need to strip it back we need to get back to the basics I I made a post about this and a lot of people actually agreed we need to just get back to the basics and maybe sprinkle in a break a breaking of the fourth wall Because that is something I really, truly enjoyed about Peacock doing the ultimate girls trip was like it was something I've never seen. I've never seen them talk about it like this coming from all different franchises, having their like a shared experience 
while also talking about their shows and how they got on the show and blah, blah, blah. That to me is like exciting. These shows have been on for almost 20 years. Okay. It's normal to like maybe want to change it up a little bit because I think franchises like Real Houses of Miami and Real Houses of Dubai are fresh, dynamic. They're interesting. They've got interesting women. They're they've got it. They've got the money. They've got the life like they have things I'm interested in. But there's something there's just this little thing for me that's holding it back a little bit. And I think. I t- I'm taking this so serious, but I've got like my pen in my hand. I'm like, I, I, I'm just, I have to get this off my chest. They got to break the fourth wall a little. I don't think we need to fully like do the whole thing, but I think what the Kardashians did with their new show is so smart because they felt their show being stale because it's like, we've already, we know what happened eight months ago already. Like right now, I, as I'm watching this Kardashians episode about Tristan, I already know this. I already know that he did all of this, but what makes it different is their live reaction to it. And then talking to the camera, like as they're filming being like, what the fuck? Like acknowledging that there's a camera there. I think that that would make Dubai and Miami even better, like to elevate that. If that makes sense. I don't know. Cause I just think there's such amazing, women on these shows and I don't want it to like go to the I don't want it to go the way of Dallas like rest in peace um and I just think like there needs to be a new some new like judge we need to judge it up we need to not start new but like go back to why we loved housewives in the first place I want women with organic relationships I want women like being moms, being wives, being businesswomen. Like I loved seeing like Ramona head into the office. Like I loved seeing them play tennis, like living their lives rather than this, like, I don't know. And I mean, they used to kind of break the fourth wall at the beginning of Real Housewives of New York and Atlanta. Like they would stop, they would do confessionals on the street. Remember Bethany and her roller skates? Like that's what I miss. Like that to me felt more real than like, this like it's a formula now and I think the women know the formula especially ones that join you know who are new they've watched they kind of know the game they know what housewives accounts to talk to to befriend to be engaged with like they got it and I'm it's kind of stale and I hate to sit here and complain about it because I do love it of course I'll always love it, Um, but I think we can be critical of it and, you know, want it to be better, and I just think, like, if we maybe strip it back, just get back to the fucking basics, and also kind of break the fourth wall, I think it could be amazing, because what we're doing now, I'm just like, I don't know about this. Like, Beverly Hills... For example, Christine Bianca Villa, who's amazing. You guys need to follow her if you don't on Instagram, Twitter, everything. She's so funny. Um, she's she's like, what the fuck is going on in Beverly Hills? She's like, they're literally speaking in code. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, they're saying so much without saying anything, and it loses me. I, like, find myself tuning out 
I'm like, I don't know what's going on because it's like if you're going to bring something up on camera and not talk about it, not like really talk about it, I'm not interested. And I get that with Beverly Hills. It's always been in the the recipe to talk about things that didn't happen on camera. I mean, look at season one with Camille and Kyle like that didn't happen on camera, but they were willing to talk about it. Like Camille was like, you said this to me. And Kyle was like, no, I fucking didn't. And then they fought about it. And it was amazing. What I can't do is the this happened not on camera, but I'm not going to say what happened. But you know that it happened. Like, it's ridiculous. It's like, shut up. I don't care. And then Erica in the background constantly be like, Sutton, she was crying. It's like, you're so annoying. (laughs) Like, I loved when Garcelle was like, you're really annoying right now. You're bugging the shit out of me. I was like, thank you. So I don't know. I just think like we got to we got to change it up, you know, and like. What I really respect about the women of Real Houses of New Jersey is that when the cameras are down or when like when the show's not on, they're still living like very normal lives. They're like moms and they're going to gymnastics and they're like going to lunch with each other like they're real friends. Um, And I like that. I think it makes it like more organic. And I think Atlanta right now is doing a great job. Um, It's really, I mean, Atlanta's always really funny. The editors make it fun. I do think there needs to be some breaking of the fourth wall. I, you know, and everyone's like, I don't like when people call for people to be fired. I've grown, you guys, I've grown because I used to be one of those people. Um, I think we got to like let them be and just watch it and take it for what it is and like, or take them for who they are. And like, if you don't like them, you don't like them. But I don't think that means they need to be fired. I know I see a lot of people being like, take Marlo's peach away. She's being mean. It's like, well, housewives have been fucking awful since the beginning of time. Ramona literally looked at Luann and said, you're a horrible mother. Yeah. So, you know, I just think like this is a conversation and I'm kind of having it like off the top of my head. So I'm kind of working through it as I'm speaking about it. So if I'm not making that much sense, I deeply apologize. But I just. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I just want a little something new, a little something old, like a little bit of the old with like a little something more fresh. Like I really liked how Peacock did Real Houses of Miami. I thought that that was fun. It was a shorter season, but a lot happened. The women are fun, dynamic, besties for years, real relationships. They got money. I don't got to worry about them like, you know, living in a casita. No offense. Um, yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. So if that makes sense, my ultimately at the end of the day, I want them to strip it back down and maybe break the fourth wall a little bit. So that's where we are. Um, what I find funny is that about Dubai really quick is that everyone was so excited about Caroline Stanbury, myself included. I love ladies of London. I'm a big ladies of London girl. I truly think that that was one of the best shows on Bravo and I'm sad it ended but I think we can just leave it where it is it's kind of like how what I wish would happen with like Southern Charm is like just just leave it in the past we can revisit on Hulu and Peacock and whatever and like dive back in be nostalgic we don't have to keep these shows going for 15 years it's not a housewives franchise we got it let's just leave it leave it be do I think shows should only get one season if they don't like fly off the charts and be amazing the first season we should just, you know, throw it in the trash. No, I think we should give them at least two seasons. See what they've got to give us. 
see what's going on. Some, but there are some shows where they're genuinely like, this isn't going to happen. Opryski. Camp getaway or whatever. Like, whoo, throw that in the garbage. But anyway, I was so excited about Caroline because I'm like, she's so funny. She's so quick. She's so witty. She's everything. You, I, I am literally in shock of how much she kind of fades into the background because every single woman is so just crazy and in the best way. Like they're so beautiful. I think this is like one of the most beautiful casts we've ever had. So rich. So just like interesting. And like they've all got these different backgrounds. Some are from Kenya. Some are from um, Boston. One of them's from Austin, Texas. Another one's obviously Caroline's from London like so I just think that that's so interesting and I'm just obsessed with watching it and I I just find it really interesting that Caroline is the one like that everyone was like really really excited to watch but she's like the least interesting of them all and Sergio's weird their relationship is really weird I don't care what anyone says it's weird I mean I hope that they're happy and in love like who am I to judge I'm in a you know a love bubble of my own but feels off to me (laughs) something's off um and one last thing before I go uh people were tagging me in this video of Joe Gorgo going on that tirade um and I'm a little confused I'm a little confused so Joe Joey was going off on this man for for apparently this man wasn't paying rent for four years Call me. Am I missing something? Like, I understand that Joe was like going off, but like, I mean, his tenant wasn't paying rent. Like, I'd be upset, too. Am I crazy? Am I missing something? Now, I hope they talk about it on this season of Real Houses in New Jersey. I hope Margaret talks about it. I hope they are like, Joe, what's up, dude? What's going on? But I'm just trying to figure it out. Am I not? Is Joe the one not paying rent? What am I missing? Because people are like, you got to talk about this. I'm like, do I? Feels just like a guy's yelling. Granted, he was really yelling. He was really, you know, that'd be scary. Um, But yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about all that. I'm sorry for the rambling, the ranting. I don't know even what I said, what I did. I don't know what's going on, but I had a great time doing it. I'm flying high. Um. Of course, you guys, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And, you know, follow me on Instagram at Bravo Storian. Follow me on Twitter at TakeYearsOloft. Um, I'm trying to get into the TikTok game, working my little tushy off over there, just trying to figure it out. It's literally like filmmaking. Um, so, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love. And the harm to you, too. Learn more at undo.org.